0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another head-to-head debate. This time it's season four. We're duking it out for our Simply the Best. In our south corner, we have Stephanie's Pick, episode 4-6, Open Mic Night, duking it out against Katie's Pick in the north corner, episode four twelve, Singles Week. Which episode will win Simply the Best season four? Only your votes decide. So let the battle begin.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome! Hello, the four head-to-head head debate already. Stephanie, ready to throw uh, down, Katie.
0: I, I am ready. I am ready with my. Oh,
1: she's two she's awards. flexing her two awards. <laughs> Let me go flexing. dig up my my single mm-hmm. award. I'm going to try to even the score tonight. All right, we'll see. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling ready.
0: Uh,
1: I'm, I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, yeah, I think so, so too uh stephanie i just
0: wanted to say to you happy seasonal depression season Ah! (laughs) and happiest of seasonal
1: depression seasons to you too
0: (laughs) we're recording a day late because i was like not feeling it yesterday i had a busy week and a depressed week and it's snowing again tonight and i am like i'm in a much better headspace than i was last night so
1: yeah weather's been gross everywhere and it's definitely like that gloomy season where all the fun holiday stuff is kind of over <laughs> yes. and now we're just in like what can feel like endless winter especially you up in Michigan like yeah it's pretty get brutal a little bit
0: of a warm a little bit warmer yeah. down there in Cincinnati it's,
1: it's not quite as intense here but yeah I definitely can f- understand that feeling
0: speaking of uh holidays we had our very own last holiday celebration last week mm. for the Christmas episode we did yes um, and you put out some polls. So mm-hmm. we'll just, uh, I want to go through those really quick because there's a couple movies that I, well, actually just one movie that I didn't recognize. Okay. But you asked everyone what their favorite uh, movies were, holiday, holiday movies. movies. Yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned before, I loved The Family Stone. So I went ahead mm-hmm. and answered that. <laughs> uh, Jenny said uh, Home Alone. That must be her son Max's favorite. I think so. Yes. I do that's a good one. Home Alone.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, this year... Life- um, sorry, real quick. We had a couple holiday like get togethers, and we played this Home Alone like background music youtube video where it played christmas music but the visual was the home alone house and it was all of the like figures dancing in the windows oh. and then like the trucks would drive by the ones from the movie that the robbers were in like the burglars so you're talking van. like uh
0: like when you put like a fake fireplace yeah it's up, like, the you had, like the yule log
1: it was the home alone and house oh, and it was so cute. fun it was like a four-hour video and we played that a couple times during the holiday season. That's a yeah. good idea. Come that's a good one. Yeah. Home alone
0: and the sequel's really good. But mm-hmm. the like the following sequels, like with the cousin or three, four, or five. I don't know um, how many there are. Those are garbage. Those yeah. are garbage. Um, Christmas Vacation came up twice. Mm-hmm. The holiday, which is another one of my Ooh, favorites. I love that one. Uh, too. a good movie. Yeah. Happy Happiest Season. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. And the only one I don't know is Holiday Inn. Do
1: you oh, know that one? Yeah, Holiday Inn. It was either before or around the same time as White Christmas came out. So it's an older movie.
0: Okay. I, like I want to say,
1: don't quote me on it, but it's either like Fred Astaire or um, like one of those crooner kind of Bing Crosby guys. Like um, one of the iconic film mm-hmm. stars. Yeah, It might have even been like a black and white film. It's It's an older one for sure.
0: Holiday movies are fun to watch like. Mm-hmm. I always I always start getting the edge to the, the edge to urge edge, edge. <laughs> the urge to watch them like right after Halloween so yeah I have an extensive list that I keep on my phone so
1: that I can yeah. reference it kind of go the through them each I year I do the same Yep. yeah so and then
0: you also asked about treats Christmas treats yeah someone wrote in what I was gonna say I love snickerdoodles which are just mm-hmm. like a cinnamony sugar cookie yeah those are always a good choice Gingerbread cookies, classic. We mm-hmm. learned, we went to the home, Nuremberg, Germany is the home of gingerbread originally. Oh, wow. And- we learned about that on our trip and a supposedly to be official gingerbread, it only has to have like, it can only have three ingredients or something. Again, one of these vague things that I only sort of paid attention to, uh-huh. but found interesting enough to say, oh, I learned about that.
1: Wow. You discovered like a lot of orig- Christmas origin yeah. story things well, on yeah, that trip. That's what,
0: the, that's what the trip was kind of all about. The markets yeah. and the songs and stuff like that. Uh, Jenny said peanut butter balls.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Love those. And
0: then someone wrote in. And I just saw you ask more information, a savory option, sausage crepes.
1: That sounds like a delightful breakfast. I was just thinking that sounds like a great breakfast food. And not like what I normally think of, but some people definitely lean more savory than sweet. So Mm -hmm. what a great option. And I do like... You know,
0: I'm not really a big sweet tooth, so I thought that was a good Mm -hmm. good choice because I like a good savory treat. I was going to try and find her message really quick because she did describe. She gave us sort of a recipe breakdown. Oh, yeah, she did. It's filled with breakfast sausage, onions, cream cheese, shredded Swiss cheese. Then you roll them together like maybe like enchiladas and you bake them. Enchiladas. Mm -hmm. And then you. Oh, and then they get topped with some butter sour cream sauce. Holy smokes. Yeah, it sounds nice. like maybe she tried out to be on big brunch too. Did you see that <laughs> at the very end? She said, had I made the call for the big brunch, she would have made those. They sound yeah. like a delicious brunch item. So mm-hmm. anyway, opened her eyes to something new. Yeah. Um, that's all for the polls. Joe and I finished watching the rig. I know I've talked a lot about that, okay. but we finally finished it. It's only six episodes. Great ending cliffhanger ending. So okay. I, I can't expect there won't be a season two. Sure. Um, and then last but not least, I just want to talk really quick about seasonal depression season because we got a super nice message yesterday. <laughs> depression related, but someone wrote in and just said, "This, you guys, this was so nice. They they wrote in and they just said they're having a really hard week with, with some family situation and said they just wanted us to know that they listened to our podcast all week and it kind of saved their, their mindset, which I totally get because mm-hmm. I have podcasts and shows obviously one specific show things that i watch to just get me out of a rut but Mm -hmm. for someone to say that about us
1: us, what we're doing the silly little thing that we do i know and and made me feel
0: good to know like if Mm -hmm. we can help somebody in that way that's great because
1: what a bonus to this whole thing yeah well that was just really nice message Mm -hmm.
0: and we really love getting any kind of messages but especially those
1: yeah um, really and sweet. you were
0: gonna say reviews too, but we can remind everyone at the end about yeah, that too.
1: Definitely. Just just feedback. It's fun. It's fun when we hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. So and you know, we've got like two more seasons left to plow through, which seems crazy. <laughs> it feels like it's gonna go by so fast, yeah. too. So, like, let's get more people on board as we
0: right. as we finish this journey. Finish with a finish with a bank. Go out man. with a bank.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, we could. Maybe set some. I don't know why I want to set like any like specific follower goals or anything, but it would just be fun to bring in as well, many listeners as we could.
0: We still need a hundred thousand fans for you to bong your first beer. Do you think we'll make it
1: there by <laughs> season six?
0: Uh I think we we've need got- to set that goal a little bit lower. We've
1: got. We've got. I think we should go.
0: definitely get you to bong your first beer.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's what we do in Goodwood, Ontario. Yes, that would be hilarious at the intersection between the apothecary Mm -hmm. and the cafe
0: right in the main, right Right in main street. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, should we, uh, duke it out here? Are you ready? The time has come. All right. Batter up. Batter up. Uh, let's remind everyone what our episodes are as if we haven't already, but Mm -hmm. why don't you go ahead and tell every, or you want me to go first? You want to, you want the benefit of the second? (laughs) (laughs) I'll
1: let you take the lead this
0: time. Okay, all right. So, if you'll remember from just last week and the week before, I picked episode four twelve Singles Week, and just a quick little synopsis: that episode is the culmination of Alexis's big event for the season. This is her first gig out of out of college, out of her associate's degree or uh, whatever her degree her certificate what, her, degree, her certificate in pubic relations was for, um, and she just really takes this event it takes off and moira you know helps her out from afar since she ends up driving jocelyn to the hospital and what else is happening uh big news with the boys too they finally tell each other they love each other Mm -hmm. so lots of romance lots of big events happening in the episode again that was 412 singles week
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah and Stephanie
1: and mine episode. was a little bit earlier. It was actually back in 2022, uh, yeah. episode six of season four, Open Mic. And that is where Patrick has this great idea to drum up business by having an open mic event at the store. And David is sweating bullets at the idea mm. of any sort of public performance that could be very embarrassing um, to watch or to participate in. And Alexis is still in school at this point, but she's working on a project that she's using uh, Johnny and Stevie's motel business sort of as her test subject to improve their branding. And uh, we also get to find out the gender reveal of the shits baby in this episode. Yeah. So, <clears throat> all exciting things. Bebe. The bebe. <laughs> so... And then the bebe is born in your episode the baby we do
0: see the baby in person Mm -hmm. in my episode correct um so the categories again we again we do this based on five categories guys Mm -hmm. and you can vote you don't have to vote for the same episode for every single one i encourage you
1: to think about each cat especially because this year we feel like we've got really tight competition exactly consider the the categories on an individual level please
0: yep i think the last three we had like a clear winner every Mm -hmm. season but this is
1: really important to i would love it if it came down to the fifth category it i would like love two that to three
0: too. i would love it too so um again the five categories are i'll just give you a brief one over here mm-hmm. roses in bloom that focuses on the growth of one or more of the rose family members say that again which is iconic one liners or, or just funny sayings from the episode Local flavor, things you would see in a small town or something, anything to do with the townies that we've met throughout the show, aesthetic, all things, costume, makeup, art direction, set direction, etc. cetera. And finally, all the feels, which is just all of the happy, sad, emotional, warm and fuzzy feelings that this episode gives you. So that being said, let's dive into our first category, Stephanie, and that is Roses in Bloom. So. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you were probably surrounding yourself with the wrong people. And we both know that Patrick is not that kind of person. Also, I know everything about you. About your history, your family, and I'm still here. I think you're my best friend. You think? Well, I can't know for sure, um, because I'm realizing now that I don't think I've ever really had one.
1: OK, well, if we're being honest, I don't think I've ever
0: had one either. All right. So roses in bloom. You know what I love about that clip is that by this point in the show, Stevie's kind of like an honorary rose member. So she's kind of in bloom. In that yes, clip
1: I know. I so, almost feel like can we start can we include her from now on? Like, I feel like she's becoming an honorary rose. I feel like Patrick is becoming an honorary rose. You know, yeah, like I how do we extend the circle the garden yeah, a think, little bit. I mean,
0: I think that's fair. I think that's
1: fair to include them in
0: those categories from here on out. So. Okay. Noted. So,
1: All right. Would be, you like to go be, first? That'll be
0: a big for you for next season. Yeah. <laughs>
1: starting season five. I'll keep no that in spoiler. mind. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> no. do you want to lead us with this first category? Um, sure. I will.
0: Uh, I would say start a timer, but these always run kind of short. So I'm not going to yes. worry about that. Yeah. Um, we'll try to
1: keep it to like five minutes. Five minutes or less. Okay. Yeah. So
0: for Roses in Bloom during Singles Week, as I said in my little intro, this week is really all about the culmination of Singles Week. It has been about Singles Week for a few episodes now. Everyone's been pitching in. Everyone's, um, you know, joining this event and helping Alexis on this big day for her. So for Alexis, there's a lot of growth there in her career. Um, She's using her education already, like three days out of school or whatever, whatever it happened to be. She pitched. If you think back to when she pitched this idea, she, this was her first pitch and she really had to kind of vie for her chance with Moira and Moira, you know, kind of underhandedly got her idea like Mm -hmm. chosen. Um, So she's sharing this responsibility with her mom and we see Moira obviously can't be there. And then there's just this big panic moment: like, can Alexis handle this? And she really proves that she can. She nails this event. There, she takes charge all by herself. There was a moment in the cafe when she kind of spiraled and was realizing, holy shit, I'm single and my let my love life is depressing. And Almost talking herself into I've really screwed up my love life, basically, in front of everyone, which was totally unnecessary. Yeah. But not only is she having this big event, but she's also making some big realizations for herself. She doesn't need a grubby, muscly guy full of Adriatic royalty. She she regrets she <laughs> Adriatic regrets blood of, in those veins. <laughs> Adriatic blood. She regrets letting go of the nice guy. So for her to admit that out loud, um, also handle this big event, all this stuff is going on, and she's handling it like a champ. So big growth for Alexis. Um, Moira, always being a mom, is a uh, s- has a you know, sticks me right in the heartstrings every time. It's not as pronounced in my pre- as in my previous couple of episodes, but she is very worried about Alexis. And when we were first kind of talking about that epi- in the episode, I think we were almost talking about it from a oh, Moira just wants all the attention standpoint. But I came mm-hmm. to the quick conclusion that it wasn't. It was that she didn't want Alexis to fail. She was just yeah. afraid of her to fail. And mm-hmm. it took a little pep talk from Jocelyn to get Moira To realize she's fine. She can do Mm -hmm. this. Give her a chance. Big um, moment of growth for Moira, though, is flat out admitting to Alexis and apologizing and saying, I underestimated you. Have we ever Mm -hmm. seen Moira apologize for anything? No, I'm not sure.
1: Also, just thinking back to not that long ago when they didn't even know how to have lunch together. Like, look at that. growth In their relationship.
0: So good. So and then speaking also of Justin's little pep talk. I love how much we see those shits and the roses becoming friends in this episode. Mm-hmm. Moira takes her to have her baby. And she could have very well just been like, bye, Roland, we'll see you when he gets here. But she couldn't leave her friend. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Alexis. When she found out Jocelyn was having the baby, she was so excited. Mm-hmm. And it just shows like those two families are really, I mean, aside from Mutt, because who the hell knows where he goes. But they're really becoming <laughs> good friends. All of yes. them. so. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then finally, the boys, of course, they said, I love you. Both of them. Of course, Patrick said it first, David was a little hesitant and David said, thank you. (laughs) But after his pep talk with Ted, he realized, shit, I don't want to miss this. I don't want to I don't want to let this go. I don't want to ruin this. And he does love Patrick. So he came right back and said it. And it was such a good big thing for him because he's never said that to anyone except for his parents twice and Mariah Carey. So big thing for the guys to say I love you, even though it didn't quite go as Patrick hoped it would initially. I think all was well with like a happy ending mm-hmm. for the two of them on that episode. Definitely. And one final thing I just thought of was David and his support for his sister because he oh, is so yeah. – like. They're besties. They're always besties, but they're always bickering. Mm -hmm. But he's so happy for her. So I just think it's a big moment for them as a brother and sister in Bloom.
1: Even you know. though season five literally kicks off with a bang, with them insulting each other as they do, <laughs> it that will that part of the relationship will always be there. But right, the love has certainly grown. I would say old
0: habits die hard, but yes, yes the love <laughs> the love has definitely bloomed yes. for both of them and each other. I think they just realize what an ally they have, as most siblings do when they get older. So, and mm-hmm. I just read a funny meme where having siblings is weird one minute you're hitting each other and licking each other in the back seat of the car and the next you're thinking hey this bro's all right you know <laughs> so it's it's yeah. really true especially with these for sports. me
1: too like i have brothers and we would go head to head on a daily like there was rarely a day that all three of us were getting along that was very rare yeah. but now as adults like we still like to tease each other through text quite often but like I love their kids more than anything. And like we've mm-hmm. grown closer and it's just like the dynamic totally changes. So,
0: and their wives, it's fun to hang out with their wives yeah. and all that. So, stuff. but great. at the end it's of the great. day,
1: like, Anything I can tease them about, even as thirty year old, oh yeah, I'm still gonna do that. Don't you? E
0: glass, right?
1: E glass, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent.
0: So, so those are my roses and bloom. Not, not a lot going on for Johnny in that category, but all the rest of them. Yeah, all three of the rest of them. So,
1: oh, well, very good. So I yield
0: to you on roses all and blooms All right.
1: Stephanie. Well, I am going to start with um, Alexis in my episode. I think seeing her take initiative to start working on her career, even while she's still um, in school, shows great growth on her part. You know, Enrolling in classes was one thing, but now she's really trying to think like long-term goals and kind of working towards starting a business and being independent and an entrepreneur or whatever job title she chooses to give herself on any given day. So I think it's great to see that growth that she is showing for her career, but also she's trying to help the motel at the same time which I think is really important too it shows that she cares about her family and she cares about Stevie and this place they live enough that she is genuinely wanting to make it a better place not just for them but for guests who are going to be coming to stay here and isn't kind of thinking like this is too too small of a gig for her you know I think she she's seeing that, to really build a career on her own is going to require time and growth and effort. And like she's baby got, steps. Too. Baby steps. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. just expect to start out on top. She knows she has to grow. And so I think it's great to see her taking those steps, even if she only got a 77% on her project in the end. I think what she did <laughs> for the motel and even specifically for Stevie, I think is really moving in the end. So that's my little spiel for Alexis. Have you ever gotten an A? <laughs> Um, I mean, C is average technically, right? So like it really is. I guess if you get C's, then like you're okay. I would
0: cry if I I would cry. (laughs) I would feel
1: like my life is over, but um, yeah, I Mm -hmm. guess it happens. So my next rose I'm gonna focus in on is Johnny, kind of in a similar storyline with the whole motel rebranding photo shoot and that effort that Alexis is helping them with. Um, I think seeing Stevie's reluctance to kind of grow the business and be so like bold about how they're going to make these changes. And for her to finally admit to Johnny in a really kind of candid moment, why she was having a full blown panic attack laying down on the couch was she was afraid that If the business got booming and, you know, Johnny has all of these business savvy tricks up his sleeves from back in the Rose video days. And so I think she was thinking, okay, is this going to take off like Rose video and then they're going to be out of here in six months and I'm left with this motel. And so when she expresses that to Johnny, you can see that he is, first of all, I think it was a good check for him to like step back and be like, okay, I see how that could be interpreted. That would come off. I can understand that he's not defensive. He's like. He feels bad and he wants mm-hmm. to validate her feelings, but also he wants to reassure her that we're not going anywhere. If this business takes off like I'm hoping it will, excellent. That does not mean that we're going to book it out of here as soon as we right. can afford to. He wouldn't He wouldn't be
0: making these promises if he didn't intend right. to stick by them.
1: And good on Stevie for saying, well, can I get that on writing? And he really thinks about it and he says, yeah, sure. And I think he's proud of her a little bit too, that she's Mm -hmm. realizing that and stepping up for herself as a business person. Um, And so it's great to see him make that sort of, kind of like when David signed the lease for the general store that put down solid roots. I think Johnny Mm -hmm. signing into this partnership with Stevie puts down more permanent roots for him as well, which is great to see. And yeah, it's great for him to also just finally get his footing because he's been trying to get something mm-hmm. off the ground. Yeah, since, poor Johnny's been since, trying like, to do something. It's like season one, season two, one. and it's yes. been flop after flop. And now he's finally, he's found his footing and it makes sense and it felt very like natural and organic. And, and, and now yeah. we're in a good spot and it's going to continue to bloom um, henceforth. So that's my spiel for Johnny. And then I'm going to end with David. I also don't have a lot of Moira. Blooming moments, but we will talk about her later. Um, so David, his reluctance for this open mic night stems from a couple of things. Just it's not his vibe. It's, you know, the, the risk of embarrassment or being vulnerable. And then Patrick saying, Well, I'm actually going to be hosting. And the host always performs at least one song. And so the anxiety of like Patrick Sheer potentially <laughs> singing at him and just worrying that that might like the veil of their new relationship and everything's rosy might suddenly dissolve and then it's like the awkwardness might kind of creep in and and you don't feel the same and so he's worried about that and i get that feeling too um and so he's super worried but then as we know the performance of all of our lifetimes happens <laughs> and david is just like he is so his his feelings are so transformed in that moment and he just soaks in the love and is so i feel like he's proud he's moved he's not embarrassed at all he, just he doesn't even think about anyone else in the room he's just so blown away yeah, by his talented boyfriend
0: realizes and that his butter voice bow, like this is the real deal like yes. right there that's yes. like a real deal and, moment and for
1: him. he was a fool to to doubt him because he had doubts Mm -hmm. he had major doubts so i think that was a huge growth moment for david for sure and for the relationship so that is how i'm going to round out my first category for roses in bloom
0: excellent uh well next up steppy you will go first in the category
1: say Say that that again. again i'm sorry did david spend four months earning a degree
0: Alexis, we're equally proud of you, dear. Let's see what this says, Alexis. Elmdale College, Alexis Rose, majoring in marketing and...
1: <gasps> looks like a bit of a typo. Pubic relations. What? No. Oh, my God, Didn't that. Well, honey, obviously it's oh. a bit of a misprint. Is it, though, do you think?
0: <laughs> There's no one better suited for that line than David.
1: hmm <laughs> pubic relations lol all right
0: stephanie say that again
1: all right i have quite the laundry list this time of iconic one-liners yeah starting with our dear friend ronnie i love when they're in the town hall scene in the cold open actually where Roland rushes in with the envelope, with the gender reveal info hidden away inside of it, and talks about how they want to keep it a secret. And she just says very dryly, "Your wife is pregnant in her forties. How many surprises do you need?" Which, like, true, but also like, leave it to Ronnie ha- to have no filter or restraint. He's always good for some saying what she witch. says or saying what she thinks. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then in that same scene, I love when Moira sits down at her desk and. Sees the envelope and opens it unknowingly. Who put a picture of a ghost on my desk? Which <laughs> is again, like very descriptive of what very that much is
0: ghost looking.
1: Yeah. I also love when Jocelyn comes into the cafe to try to pry the news out of Moira and fails to do so. And she's kind of having a breakdown and she's like, wouldn't want to break the shit family tradition, stupid witch. <laughs> she's <laughs> just so desperate. She's so desperate in that scene. Mm hmm. Uh, Again, I'm just going to run through these because there's a lot of them I love during the photo shoot when it's super awkward. Stevie's uncomfortable. Johnny is being kind of also weird in a different way. And Alexis, as their like modeling coach, is getting a little flustered. Okay, Johnny, what are we doing with our hands? And then when he finally is uh, getting semi-normal looking, as Alexis will say, when he's having that heart to heart with... Stevie and Alexis quickly calls in Ray. Johnny's looking half normal. Like, let's get some photos of this. She picks on her dad. (laughs) She picks on him. And Ray picks on him a ton through that episode. Oh, yeah. And then in the apothecary, as they're planning out this idea for the open mic night, and David is trying to, like, keep it together at the thought of it. And he just, you know, kind of has to say, it's not scary or embarrassing for the person you're dating to sing at you with an acoustic guitar in front of people. Like, actually, yeah, it is. He's really kind of... It's very scary. And it's very scary. And I love how Patrick kind of toys with him throughout that whole scene, too. It ends with, do I, I wear my fringe vest? And more importantly, do I wear anything under it? Like...
0: With this strum of a guitar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then, of course, just like the song altogether. But I love how he kind of starts out with his little tribute to, you know, a very special someone in his life and then has to call him up by name, David Rose. Talk about embarrassing. Can't miss him. I think that's when sitting
0: on coals when he says that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think that's when we all kind of realize like, okay, this could actually be good. And it was very good. And then I think the last one to cap it off is just Moira responding to the performance saying, my boy is being serenaded by his butter voiced bow. Very like, good. That's my we list. We talked
0: about, um, we talked about how some people get annoyed when Jocelyn and Roland interrupt yeah. that scene, but it set up that line perfectly. It set so. up that
1: line perfectly. And also as a good demonstration of how close of friends they've become mm-hmm. with the roses yep. too. But yeah, that's, Probably my top line is the butter voice bow that I take away from butter this episode. Butter voice bow. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a tongue twister if you try to say it. it. Is butter voice bow? Butter voice bow. <laughs> my new baby cousin, margarine voiced maiden. That's more my. <laughs> that's more my style. <laughs> Classic <laughs> for the vegans out there.
0: <laughs> oh my God, margarine voiced.
1: <laughs> oh, Seth, did you write this show? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a keep it accessible to all Absolutely. vegans and non-vegans. Yes. Okay. That's it for you, Seth. That's my list. All my right. say that again. Let's hear your list.
0: Mine's, mine's not quite as long, but I do have quite a few. A lot of these are quotables and a lot of them are just really good lines, really good writing that I, that will go through here. So Starting with the opening scene, a lot of mine are actually from Moira tonight. I love the opening scene. I just heard three women with smokers cough talking about (laughs) sex in the city. The singles have arrived. Yes. (laughs) And to follow that up, David saying three very raspy voice Mirandas. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously talking about the same group of women, the two of them. A couple other favorites from Moira is when she calls Alexis to tell her. They've encountered a, a roadblock a minor issue and Alexis is so excited when she tells her Jocelyn's in labor and I love mm-hmm. Moira's response
1: I know it's no one's fault
0: <laughs> and then also in the car when she says don't stop talking you little frippet you don't have the media training but I just love that she comes a <laughs> little
1: frippet a little frippet yeah
0: and then she also when she leaves um jocelyn and roland at the hospital jocelyn thanks her she says thank you moira i'll never forget this and in true moira fashion well if the drugs are any good you will mm-hmm. so those are a few from moira <clears throat> um one comes from bob of all people oh. i love when he's talking to gwen on the phone about johnny when they get when they finally get Roland's phone back and he says snake well, that's a little harsh, but he's definitely slippery. I'll give you that. <laughs> Bob has no filter around them. Mm-hmm. Almost like Ray anymore. When yeah. Ray's always pushing Johnny's buttons and he's always talking the tea to Gwen. We talked about that. So that mm-hmm. just kind of made me laugh. Yeah. Um. And we'll end on a couple of. Well, one funny one when David has his heart to heart with Ted and he walks out and says, maybe this can be your thank you when he eats a dog treat. <laughs> and it's so funny. Well, it looks like a real treat. Well, what am I going to do now? And I think the best part about that line is he doesn't even spit it out. No,
1: <laughs> I think it. maybe it didn't taste that bad. Just the it the must, reality that yeah. it was a dog treat. He has to live it with that. And really
0: good. Um, and then also when he is giving Ted his heart to heart, I mm-hmm. love when he talks about I, you know, when you've got it, don't let it go. And I'm telling you that you've got it if you want it. If I you want it. That's mm-hmm. such a critical, it's yeah. a critical line in that whole scene and gives Ted like, leaves the door open for Ted to yeah. decide what he I wants. I think to
1: the end do. of that sentence, if you want it, is probably yeah. one of the most important parts too, because he's not yeah. pushing him into anything.
0: And then last but not least, one of the most romantic lines in the entire series. You're my Mariah Carey Ah! from Patrick to David. (laughs) Yes, that has to be on the list for sure. Iconic. So those are my say that again. All right. Well
1: done. That's well, next... a next
0: fast category.
1: It is, although our <laughs> lists we do get long.
0: Our yeah. lists do get
1: longer as we move through this show. Um, our sorry, next category that? is local flavor. So this is small town moments. Also, can refer to like specific minor characters or towny moments that we love. Moira, I'm sorry I couldn't be more available for you today. It's just that my sister was supposed to organize this with me, and her husband cool. has come down with gout for the third time. But I still think this is going to
0: be the best bestest, best yet. <laughs> the best bestest, best yet.
1: Also, just the small town oversharing of
0: mm. everyone's back. My sister has
1: gout. Her husband
0: has yes. gout for the third time. Everyone That's, has gout. I I'm glad I found that clip because when we were talking about the baby shower and how her sister flaked, remember we were thinking when? Yeah, else
1: she there. Flake? I knew there was that another was moment, so it was a special yeah. Event. So there okay. it was. Glad you dug um, that up. My going first. In this you one? are number one in this category. Go this for is actually in my shortest. <laughs> this is
0: my shortest category, so it local flavor to me all, all focuses around singles week. Cause we've talked so much about how every local town has its, has its own little festival and everything is famous for something. And I even remember talking about how singles week was, you know, founded in a legit tiny little town in Ireland. It's actually based off a real thing. So I guess my local flavor just focuses on that. When you see you know, like in Bad X, the Hatchet Festival, all these people volunteering, donating mm-hmm. raffle prizes, donating venues like Mutt Donates the Barn for the Sloppy Joe Eat-a-thon. And uh, presumably the restaurant, the cafe is donating their, you know, space. And mm-hmm. Town Hall, I'm sure, will be used for something. And all these, just this local um, festival that's happening. Everyone pitches in. Even the store and the motel are running specials. You know, everyone's involved in Singles Week. So... This is not a very good pitch for this category, but that's basically where mine sits sits. Mm-hmm. And then we do see once again one of our favorite local extras, Robin, who makes an appearance yes. at singles week. Are we playing a game or what? So so basically, yeah, everyone pitching it at Singles Week is my local flavor. It's not okay. a very
1: strong. But that's sort of argument. all encompassing of the episode, yeah. too.
0: And it is it is throughout the entire episode. Yeah. Um You know what I was bummed about, though? Just like like the Hokey Pokey. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. We don't see um, like Ronnie in this episode. It would be funny to see Ronnie and Ray involved. I mean, Bob was in the episode, but he wasn't involved in Singles Week.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He could have had a car auction or something.
1: (laughs) For like (laughs) a romantic convertible for a a date for two or something. Yeah, right. You might not get far. That's the problem.
0: So yeah, local festivals, local flavor for me. Singles Week. Love it.
1: What do you got? All right. My list is also a little bit shorter too. So my episode kind of focuses on this open mic night. And we've talked about in the past too, when it's in a small town, like these sort of things just feel a little more accessible or attainable as far as planning goes. Like, all Patrick had to do was walk across to town hall and get a permit and they are good to go, you yeah. know, and it's going to be the next night. So tell your friends like they don't even have to like spend that much time or right. effort on There's marketing. No it's all just kind of they put the chalkboard sign out and word of mouth and that's all it takes. And that feels very small town for me or like. I imagine that mm-hmm. it went up on some like local Facebook page like, Hey guys, tonight at the apothecary, there's an open mic, you know? So, right. and then the words for spread. all we know. So that feels very small town. And even Patrick talking a little bit about how, when he was in high school, how he did these open mic nights in his hometown. And again, that just feels like such a small town cafe feeling, or, you know, maybe a bookstore or something, something, um, coffee shop, whatever it, it's such a small town kind of thing that like here in Cincinnati, which is a much bigger city than Schitt's Creek. We don't see those kind of things. It's yeah. all like, um, you know, you gotta get a ticket or you gotta, it's just a bigger production. And so the fact that they can mm-hmm. just whip this little event together and it's so cute and charming and they've got the little string lights and, you know, the, the drink tickets and all that jazz. And that's all it takes to create, an experience, I think, is very cute in small town. I also feel like the whole revamping the advertising and the branding for the motel feels very small town. Again, like they can do a lot with not many resources. Very little, yeah. They pull in Ray, Alexis in training to be an expert in marketing and pubic relations is using the (laughs) skills she's learning at Elmdale Community College of all places (laughs) to help improve the you know branding and visibility of this small business and um, you know we've both dipped our toes in promo videos you helped me with Mm -hmm. my promo video back in the day and that's kind of what they're doing here too and again like small town efforts like this just feels so much more accessible than if you were in New York or a bigger city. And it's exactly, got to be this big yeah. budget and big production. Um, and then lastly, Oh, and also we get to see Ray. And I love that Ray is in my episode because he's one of my favorite townies ever. And then my last two townies I want to just focus in on are the shits Roland and Jocelyn with the whole baby announcement thing. I love that they kind of get their own bigger chunk of a storyline. Um, and you know how that all plays out with them getting to share the news with Moira, but then also we get a couple good moments uh, with the other council members, with Bob, again keeping Gwen in the loop with all the the town gossip and just kind mm-hmm. of revealing a little bit more about their unhinged relationship. Um, you know, small town gossip. I feel like is what is everyone, everyone bread knows and that butter. Tea. And and that is again a very small town thing. That's you know everyone knows where everyone lives. They know all the business. You can't hide from anybody in a small town. Um, Dang, I should
0: have used that in mine. Bob, <laughs> Bob talking to Gwen.
1: Yeah, it definitely Fair evolved. It um, so yeah, that is my list of hot and tasty local flavor.
0: Hot and tasty. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll kick off our next category, stuff That is aesthetic. Anyway, I'm sure there's something at the motel. Don't you guys put up decorations over the holidays? Uh, Nana Bud used to. There's a box in the attic. Okay, so you do have decorations then? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be up to your standards. Well, they'll have to do because at this point, the party's at seven and I don't have any time to mood board a color scheme. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Who has time to mood board a color scheme? Not me. (laughs) <laughs> all right i'm kicking this one off yep okay i at it um i'm gonna start with the open bike night and all of that lovely cozy decor that didn't take much effort you know the apothecary is already a beautiful place david has staged it to the nines in his perfect uh, neutrals taste what is it clay and stone taste yeah, um
0: clay and stone
1: palette yes yes <laughs> so all it takes are a little bit of string lights, some ambiance you know patrick with the guitar it sets such a great stage and even though there isn't a stage it feels like you know they've made it's space so, for that kind of event it's like warm it feels warm and toasty to me it does feel warm and toasty you know? versus like we've seen those shots where the store's a little empty and it feels a little bit Mm -hmm. cold and like clinical here. It feels very warm and inviting. Um, So I love, I love that feeling in the store. I also love David's fiery sweater that we sort of interpreted in a couple different ways in that scene where, you know, before Patrick's performance, it feels like his blood is boiling because he's just so stressed out about, is this going to literally pivot their relationship or how is he going to respond if it's bad? And, you know, Mm What is it going to do? And then it goes so well. And now it feels more like burning love and flames of passion. And mm-hmm. it has this like transformative feeling to it. And I also want to talk about the Rosebud Motel sign too. Because I think that in terms of props and the visuals of the show, like this is a, a big pivot point, right? When it it's no longer just the motel or the Schitt's Creek Motel, as you can see on like the smaller signs, it's now the Rosebud Motel for all to see the addition of this beautiful, like fresh and clean uh, portion of the sign. And then the, you know, the motel under it still has some age to it, but I think I just love that it's a symbol of, you know, this partnership and it's going to be something that is now iconic throughout the rest of the series. And so to me, this is a big mm-hmm. pivot point and the sign is the representation of that. Yeah. Um, and then, lastly, I just want to give a quick shout out to one more fashion look that I'm particularly fond of, and that's Moira's last look in that final sign reveal scene, where she's in this like bird suit, and I, she has like a <laughs> very like cute, youthful wig. In my, she just looks so mm-hmm. like um, vibrant and young, and um, I just I don't know what it is about that outfit, but it's I one of your I just favorites. it's one of my favorites. It's up there. It's not quite the grad night outfit that I copied for Halloween but it's probably my top five to be honest with yeah. you so nice. yep yeah. um those are my little bits of aesthetic all right
0: well for me I have a couple of costume choices um <clears throat> the first one I want to talk about is Jocelyn's entire vibe in this whole episode <laughs> because it's wild oh absolutely granted she, granted she is in labor but they went out of her way to make her a little extra crazy she has her big frizzy hair, her running mascara, um, her brightly colored floral robe that she's she's wearing as she drives Moira's car to the hospital because Moira can't possibly drive. (laughs) Her nerves are shot. And not only that, but she's also, their overnight bags are these big mismatchy floral things that she's packed. Mm -hmm. And we see them both in the backseat of the car with Moira and In the hospital when they finally get there. And then the hospital itself is a brand new set, which it seems like it's probably pretty easy to dress a hospital, but it is kind of funny that she's just sitting there bouncing on the big exercise ball the entire time in her Mm -hmm. robes. (laughs) Jocelyn's vibe to me is a big aesthetic. Um, I talked about this in my episode, how David when he goes to talk to Ted is wearing this sweater and you can see these two wings on the front on his shoulder and it's almost as if he's an angel in that scene mm-hmm. and he really is he gives Ted this big pep talk and he's just kind of like a guardian angel to the whole Ted and Alexis romance in this episode so um i'm assuming that was intentional if it wasn't it's very well placed in my opinion and then finally singles week is a whole vibe from the volunteer t-shirts they all have magic nice t-shirts. and
1: tight yeah mm-hmm.
0: and the whole cafe is really decked out they have big signs welcome to the first ever Shits creek singles week balloons streamers all that jazz everything is really crowded i don't think we've ever seen the the cafe this bustling um and yeah it's just a big big to do for aesthetic they I think it was probably fun for them to dress the cafe in a different way than it usually is for sure so
1: So, yeah that is that's an interesting observation because yours is sort of about the transformation of the cafe for an event and mine is about the transformation Mm -hmm. of the apothecary the apothecary
0: Apothecary. the apothecary (laughs) something a little out of the ordinary for both Mm -hmm. locations
1: so yeah well well done katie that brings us into the home stretch. Are we in our last category? We are.
0: Oh, am I going first? You are. All the feels. Because no matter how hard I tried with her, it just never felt right. And up until recently,
1: I didn't understand why. David, I've spent most of my life not knowing what right was supposed to feel like. And then I met you. And everything changed. You make me feel right. David. God, that's such man. Writing. Patrick really knows how to hold on to his man. That's oh, for sure. Mokes. Yeah.
0: All right. All the feels.
1: Take um, it away, I've already, Katie.
0: I've already briefly talked about these with my one liners and things like that, but I'm just going to recap a few of the biggest moments um, from my scene for my episode. Um, first and foremost, Jocelyn and Moira's friendship just It really makes me so happy. And the whole Shits and Rose family just really makes me so happy that they're all such good friends. And I love that Jocelyn is so reassuring to Moira when she's the person in in this time of need, but she's reassuring Moira, you don't need to worry about Alexis. In
1: between contractions, she can still give this
0: solid advice. Yeah. And I love that Moira is worried about Alexis. I love Moira being a mom. And I love that we initially thought this was Moyer being selfish and it really had nothing to do with her being selfish. It really had her to do with her just worrying about her daughter, like falling
1: mm-hmm. and
0: come to find out she doesn't fall at all. She does nothing to worry about. Right. Um, Patrick telling David he loves him. I love how serious Patrick got in that conversation when he found out Alexis told Ted she loved him. He got very wow, that is a big deal. And it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I love that he used that moment to not only it's like an it's like an emotional moment, but also a funny moment because not only did he tell David how he felt, but he did it on purpose to push his buttons at the worst possible time. Yeah. And it just makes me love their relationship so much that it also Mandarin. makes
1: you wonder like how long was he waiting for this opportunity? Yes. You know? And
0: and also if you remember. In Grad Night, when they had their first kiss, Patrick wanted to do that but didn't have the balls to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And in this epi- in this particular episode, it's the completely the opposite. He wanted to do it, and so he did. So I'm glad he's getting yeah. a little confidence about him now mm-hmm. in terms of this relationship. Um, David and Ted's heart to heart. I, uh, I love. I already said the one line: "If you've got it, don't let it go." And you've got it if you want it. But I also love that David is talking through this whole situation and he realizes too, that he's got it and he mm-hmm. needs to take his own advice. He's almost crying telling this yes. to Ted, which I love. And Ted too is just, the scene is very well played by both actors and mm-hmm. it's just such a special moment. Um, And yeah, I like how he leaves it open for Ted. Like you make the decision, but this is what I know yes. um, as someone who knows Alexis the most, you know? right. Um, David goes back to tell Patrick he loves him once again, though. It's not only an emotional moment, but a funny one because he forgot his tea. And it's like this perfectly placed.
1: (laughs) I forgot the show can never be too serious. You know, it really can't.
0: But mm -hmm. it's it's, that's life, you know, don't take life Mm -hmm. too seriously. That's like what I think. But also people will complain about that moment, too. Why did Patrick even bring that up? Okay, well, we had to get David to the cafe to see his sister. For one thing. So that Mm -hmm. got him there. Yep. And finally, all the feels. I said this during my episode. I will watch this scene 10,000 times over. And every time Ted sits in that singles week chair and looks at Alexis, I get chills. Absolutely (laughs) chills. Um, If you watch that without getting all the warm and fuzzies, I'm sorry. You're a heartless bastard. (laughs) So, um, I just love it when they get together. I love it when they kiss. I love it when basically time stands still. It's like this big cinematic moment. They're kissing mm-hmm. and frozen in the center and everything starts moving around them. And once again, not to get too serious. I love when Alexis's match tries to come in for a kiss and she says, Oh, no, thank you. Oh, no, thank
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> so again, just break that are, tension. <laughs> yes. Those
0: are all my emotional moments. And I most of them are. Yes, definitely emotional with just a little hint of humor and Mm -hmm. I think that's my favorite way to live life (laughs) like like yeah take things emotionally but don't take them too seriously because where's the fun in that
1: so Mm -hmm. great point well done Katie bravo all All right right.
0: all the feel stuff let's all right
1: I've got a mix of heartwarming and funny moments through this uh list as well uh starting with Stevie and Johnny's awkward photo shoot, you know, I think the comedy is just (laughs) through the roof in this entire scene with how awkward Johnny's being where he's being too broad and then Stevie is being too stiff and rigid and just doesn't want to be here to Alexis trying to coach them and Ray kind of like roasting them in the process. I think it's such a funny breakdown of Um, you know, different angles from that scene. But then that whole storyline turns surprisingly heartwarming and emotional in the end when Mm -hmm. we realize Steve is not uncomfortable just because she wants nothing to do with this. It's not her vibe. But, you know, learning those genuine concerns she has and then getting to have some sort of like resolution and validation from Johnny that, you know, he's in this for the long haul, I think is super moving and an important step in their professional and just like, their professional relationship, but also their friendship. I mm-hmm. I think it's important that, you know, they, we just said at the beginning of this episode, we feel like she's becoming sort of an honorary Rose member, the yep. bringing her into the fold. And I think this is a big step of bringing her into that family unit, um, which she already feels, you know, in many ways, like she's a part of. So definitely love all the feels in that storyline. I also love, you know, the fact that Jocelyn and Roland decide to share the gender reveal news with Moira, even though she was the one who kind of like was problematic (laughs) with this whole situation (laughs) and the fact that she accidentally opened the envelope and then accidentally locked it in the safe and for, and put the new, Code in the safe and then forgot, with the results. I forgot what it was, and then like, forgot what it was. Like she kind of every, created everything
0: that could go wrong. Did go she kind
1: of created a lot of chaos for them? But in spite of that, you know, they still were really excited to tell her when they did call and get the mm-hmm. official results, and they couldn't wait to do so. And I think this is also great foreshadowing to the fact that in your episode, baby boy will have Moira's name as his <laughs> middle name. So it's kind of like, I feel like our episodes are a little bit yin and yang. Like well, mine they really are. That's the, t- the scene for some of these moments. And then yours sort of packages mm-hmm. them up nicely like, in a bow. And I think like for Alexis,
0: like she's starting her career in yours and like, culminating this event. Yeah, right? there's They're
1: a very, lot of like beginning and ending and also like Patrick's singing to David and then Patrick mm-hmm. professing his love to David. Like it's no wonder these are best episodes of the season really. Um, and then getting into some more of those emotional, all the feels, I think top of my list for sure is just Patrick singing like, oh, my heart just, <laughs> I, this, is, this is the YouTube clip that is most watched on my list just over and over. I just every time I listen to it, it makes me just like my heart just soars. And I, I, I feel, you know, for David, but then I think just, you know, if you look at it from a lyric perspective, I think it's such a beautiful interpretation of a song in such a unique way. People use this song for their weddings now, like it has made such an impact. And I just, I love everything about how, you know, Patrick is getting to step out of his shell. He's making a statement publicly to David and surprising us all in the at the same time with this talent we never knew he had. Mm-hmm. Again, Patrick is so secretive. We don't know anything about his past. We really and, don't. Oh, now he's this like great musician and... Also, just knowing a little bit of backstory too about you know what went into creating that scene and the importance yeah. of that song to David or to to Dan yeah. and and the process Noah Reed went through to to prepare that rendition, I think is really special. What um, I
0: love about that scene, maybe you're gonna talk about it. Yeah. I don't go ahead. Well, then my
1: last like, bit is just point. the reactions from everyone in the room, yeah. but specifically from David and Moira, mm-hmm. you know. He, Moira and David are on the same page like she's ready to pull the fire alarm and he's like yes please because they both can see this going very badly and being awkward for them um but they're both completely flabbergasted and it's so apparent on their face you know we can see Catherine O'Hara is crying she's holding the tissues she at really, the end of the scene yeah. and you can see in a couple takes over her shoulder she's like dabbing her eyes um you know Moira's face is so surprised, but you also know that the cast was so surprised. And and we talked about that. You explained how when they shot that scene, Mm -hmm. like they should film the reactions first because nobody had heard the performance yet. And so you really feel like it feels such like a genuine reaction from everybody. And like I said, David's feelings of like, oh, this could be cringe, or like this is I don't want this sort of PDA. Complete 180. It's like he's so like moved by the whole gesture, like none of those feelings even matter because he's not thinking about anybody else in that room except that butter voice bow up on the stage. <laughs> <a tongue> <laughs> um, so for me, the music is incredible. But I when I think about this scene, I have to watch it with the video because not only do I need to hear the music, but I need to see Patrick performing. I need to see David and Moira's reactions because those are such a big mm-hmm. part of it for me. And with that, all of my feelings are now out on the All table. The All the feels. All the feels. Are out. <clears throat> They're out. And we've well, reached the Stephanie, end of our
0: list. That was a valiant defense of your episode. Thank you. Uh I feel a little worried now after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yours was so fresh in people's mind too. I was like, I really have to like remind people I of know. why I love this episode. But I do think. It's going to be hard because we've picked some of the most important moments for our characters that we love so much. So like I said, think if you're torn, I think that's a good thing. So focus on the categories. Let's break it down and not think like maybe you feel like you're sure about which one is your favorite. Maybe you don't know. So look at it category by category. We're going to start on Monday. We'll release one category a day. Please, please, please vote on Instagram. Do Facebook votes count as well, Katie? They don't. You okay. they, You
0: can't click on the vote thing. Uh, okay, so, so you
1: have to go to Instagram. Even like if you that. see it on Facebook, you have to go yes. to Instagram. Yeah. Place your vote. You'll have every day this week, uh, Monday through Friday. And then we'll find out when season we'll five comes back. Else. Which, speaking of
0: that, I think we usually do like a quick more one through, but I feel like we've I've, hammered I've our, spent we feel, all we've of hammered my feels episode song right um so speaking of season five we are two sundays off after this and then we're yes. coming right back so not a long break we're not doing a big spaced out season like we did this time we had a lot of trips and holidays mm-hmm. and all that to work through but season five should be relatively quick i think we've kind of narrowed down a half and half quick. schedule with a vacation in there yes for you quick guys, but it so. is
1: going to be our first 14 episode series season so 15 episodes for us because the show starts to get longer in season 5 There's 14 episodes in There's season 14 five? episodes in season 5 <laughs> Did, did you not know, you know this? That? I guess not. <laughs> yeah, there's 14 <laughs> episodes in season 5 um but yeah, season 5 is like an extra long episode we get a bonus episode and then we'll have our episode to debate season mm-hmm.
0: 5 and I would say We'll probably have a bonus episode when we take our trip, right? Yeah. Don't you, don't you think we should make that? Because its you guys, episode? that's Just happening about our trip.
1: We We're are going. This. We are venturing to Goodwood, Ontario, for our pilgrimage. pilgrimage it's gonna happen. To Goodwood.
0: <laughs> Goodwood and surrounding areas, because there um, are some places that We're gonna that visit are the sites.
1: We're gonna take you guys along for the ride. So yeah, and I'm sure we'll be posting like we crazy. can post, but I also think we should actually like have a have an episode
0: after where we yeah. talk about all of our stuff. I would love so. that, for sure. I'm excited for
1: that. So a lot of exciting things yes. coming up. So it's officially, the day we are coming back though is February nineteenth. So yes. about three weeks from when this episode comes out, we President's will be back. Day
0: weekend, I think that is. Yes. So, okay, quick reminder, vote, vote, vote this week. Yes. Uh, again, like Stephanie said, focus on the categories. Don't focus on your episode. Don't focus on who's your daughter, Mama P.
1: <laughs> Don't focus on the fact that Katie already has two trophies and Stephanie Don't only has on one. Don't focus on that at <laughs> all.
0: Don't focus on that at all. <laughs>
1: yes vote honestly vote with your gut vote with your heart vote with all your organs yep, that so you know move you so <laughs> uh no
0: stephanie oh no, stephanie your heart that's your
1: brain okay. your soul and that's it <laughs> Vote with your index finger as you choose on your camera or on your phone screen and then um, swipe to the
0: next slide yes <laughs>
1: No, no, no i hope everyone has a wonderful few weeks it's gonna be valentine's day we're all way- while we're away so hmm. hope you have somebody or an animal or anything to to give a little bit of extra to love to it. yeah even if it's just Cute. you know watching Shit's creek that sounds like a great way to spend valentine's I, day in my I feel
0: like um the you there's a couple of great episodes you could watch Either oh, yeah. from season one, you could when do David like a is, David
1: and Patrick when, marathon, or a uh, and David Ted and Stevie marathon. Stevie
0: sleep in the honeymoon suite. In yeah, heart there's shape. that. <laughs> that red there's also
1: sheet. the lovers' curry from the Olive Branch episode, or no, yeah. it's not the Olive Branch. It's, it's the one um, before that. a
0: guy, they go yeah. out there and Jazzy. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So you got options. Make of, a little lots playlist. Of good, lovely
0: episodes. So
1: absolutely.
0: All right. Well, we'll announce the winner when we get back. In- yeah. Three weeks from
1: today, mm-hmm. I guess, right, Steph? Three weeks from today. And we love you. We'll miss you. Take care of yourselves. Like Katie said, seasonal mm-hmm. affective disorder hurts a lot it's of it us. It's full swing. swing. It's in full swing. <laughs> so do what you need to do to take care of yourself, body, mind, and soul, all the things. And until February, best wishes. And warmest regards. Simply the best. Oh, oh, oh. That's bad that you love. love.